0: Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Fantastic show today. I'm really glad you're with us, and uh, I want to get right to it. But we're going to. Uh, I want to remind you first that we have interviewed over 300 advisors, authors, and thought leaders, and uh, you'll find all of their content. You can listen to it anytime at ExCoachRadio.com in our audio library. We have over 35 topic fo- file folders each with several interviews that you can listen to at your leisure from your smartphone, from your, uh, from your uh, desktop, from your laptop, whatever, whatever computer you want to dial into it. Uh, and these days, everything we carry is a computer, isn't it? So uh, let's get right to our first guest. Uh, he is Maury Shekman, and Maury is joining us from First Wave Leadership in Montana, in Kalispell, Montana. And we're going to talk about um, human capital and the end of mediocrity. Uh, creating a true meritocracy, and that's a word that a lot of people haven't heard that much out there. But it's really, uh, it's really what what I think life is all about. So uh, uh, let's talk to Mori about that. Maury, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Well, yeah. Right, can I just make one quick correction? It's fifth wave leadership, not first wave.
0: Oh, my bad. Okay, I will. Uh... Yeah, fifth, wa- fifth uh, wave. People, it is a fifth wave. The fifth. first wave is just the beginning of it all. It's a fifth wave. Let's, right, <laughs> right, right. More. Let's talk about that. Tell us about you and your company, and how'd you come up with the name for your company, and what do you do?
1: Ah, uh, what we do is give our clients uh, a competitive edge by having better people than the competition. Uh, what information has done is simply commoditize everything in business. So if you've got better technology, uh, your your competitors will have it in the morning. Uh, The only thing that isn't replicable is people, better people, people who are more effective with each other, more effective with customers, know why they do what they do, uh, and are much more invested in the business. Uh, And if you can get that, you've got the only competitive edge left. So what we do is work with business owners, CEOs, and their senior management teams, Uh, to get them to address issues at the top that get in their own way and then get in the way of the business. So we uh, uh, succeed by personalizing business. One of the biggest mistakes we continue to make in business is to act like uh, business and personal life are different. Uh, And all that's done is create a lot of mediocrity in companies.
0: So, are you saying that businesses are a reflection of the owners and the management and their uh, their ideals?
1: Uh, they're, they're, yeah, it's a reflection of their own personal backgrounds. So, what I've found in over thirteen hundred companies we've worked with uh, is that owners uh, come into a company or start a company, and then they surround themselves with all the neurotic people they grew up with, and then they complain about the dysfunctional behavior. So, if they don't know what they're doing themselves, uh, then they're just going to create the same thing over and over again and not get very far in doing it. All business is personal. There's no such thing as a business problem. They're only personal, unattended personal issues that get in the way at work. And what owners see, fail to do is demand that people deal with these personal issues or leave the company. Right. So it's a very different approach than the typical consulting approach, which just moves the chairs around the Titanic. You know, yeah, well put. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah,
0: and, and, you, you know, know we,
1: we and, change people at work.
0: So one of the one of the problems in in traditional consulting or planning is is it's uh, it's too cookie cutter. You know, what you're saying, I guess, is that. You know Your business is unique because the people are unique, the, the issues they bring to the table are unique, their capabilities are unique, and so trying to create a cookie-cutter approach to processes and systems is one thing, but when it comes to management, the direction, the goals, the philosophies, and how you're going to deal with the outside world, somebody has to come mm-hmm. in and really, really identify what your, what your uh, strengths and weaknesses are and deal with them from the inside.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. And not only is most consulting cookie cutter stuff, it's conflict avoidance stuff. Most consulting firms try not to upset the owner or upset the top pe- top people. And if you don't upset people, you don't get any change. Uh, people really don't understand that. No change occurs in a comfortable environment. The only time change occurs is when it when there's disruptive factors going on in the company. Without the disruption and the upset, nothing ever is going to change. Okay, You're just going to have people doing the same thing, expecting different results, and we know that's the definition of insanity. So we, we go in to upset the apple cart and give people feedback they've never gotten before about who they are and how they impact uh, other people. M- most decision-makers and companies, have no not a clue about what their impact is on their colleagues, or on their vendors, or on their customers. They're clueless about it, so they keep doing destructive stuff, and then they wonder why the company's struggling, or not where it they like it to be. they like it to be.
0: Is that at the core of why most leaders in their companies underachieve, or is there more to it than that?
1: Uh, no, it's, uh, it's exactly, it's a good, good point. It's exactly why they underachieve. Uh, most, most companies are working at maybe 50% of capacity. That's been our experience. And what I mean by that is they're getting 50% or less of productive work, productive ideas out of employees who are so fried when they come into work that their ability to focus is next to none. So they're they're trying to work like crazy, but they're distracted because they have these behaviors, habits, and dysfunctional lives that the company just ignores and acts like uh, none of my business. Uh, if the personal lives of your employees are none of your business, they will bring you down. We've seen it time and time again. So ignoring who these people are personally is at, is at great risk for you to do that. Yeah, and that's why we have so much mediocrity in business. Oh, uh, it's not It's not rocket science. If you yeah, need people and issues, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get a mediocre company.
0: So so it's kind of akin to uh, taking the time to sharpen the saw by getting to know your people. And, of course, you you come in with the methodologies for people to do that because I would think most business owners that aren't doing that probably aren't very good at it in the first place
1: uh well uh, it's not that they're not very good at it it's that uh they'd rather avoid the conflict that comes with that and pay a price in the productivity of the business uh we we, we teach people every day how to confront issues and they learn real quickly and what they've got to get over it's not a skill like learning calculus okay it it simply means facing your own resistance to giving people upsetting feedback I mean, how many business owners have a CFO that they can't get decent reports out of, that they have to pester them to get reports, and they let it go month after month, year after year, instead of saying, your inability to get me what I need on time is unacceptable, and you need to look at why you would choose to upset me all the time and disrupt our relationship. Because if you don't, that's only going in one direction, and that direction is you won't be here. You know that conversation uh, needs to occur with lots of folks in companies, and otherwise business owners let it go because it's uncomfortable. You know, and if you don't get in uncomfortable areas, you're not going to get any better results. So,
0: yeah, it's tough for a lot of. I know a lot of business owners, and I'm sure you do too, that are just their business. Um, and their employees are, are like their extended family, and they're mm-hmm. they, they need somebody to come in and, and deliver those messages, or they need to learn how to better deliver them themselves. And that's what we're talking about: is is learning how to really communicate effectively and and uh, and confront when you need to confront, right?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you don't want a business to be like your family, you know. In a global economy, that doesn't work anymore particularly when it becomes like you're a neurotic family. So the whole idea of, gee, we're, we're all like family here, is an untenable way to build a business. Business is not about a family. It's about productivity and learning. And if your people are not learning all the time about themselves first, uh, they won't be highly productive for you. So the, the goal of a business is not that you have all these happy campers running around. That's a mediocre business, and I've seen this again and again and again, particularly in high-tech companies. You know, most of the high-tech companies we work with look like child care centers. You know, yeah, well, that, I mean, that's people. a
0: trend, isn't it? I mean, you look at the, the Googles of the world and some of the high-tech companies, and they've created all mm-hmm. of these, you know, it reminds me of the old... Uh, television show, 30-something, where they had basketball hoops on the wall right. and, you know, all that all that kind of stuff. So what you're saying, Maury, is if if you get an award for being the funnest place to work at, you're probably heading for ruin. Uh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> okay, okay <laughs> let's talk about <absolutely. laughs> yeah, it. It's, yeah. It
0: might be the last award you get. So let's talk about You say that that uh, the the phrase, there's no such thing as business problems. Can you clarify right. that and tell me, tell us what you mean by that?
1: what I mean by that is what we typically identify as, as a business problem is that uh, someone's difficult to work with or someone can't make decisions uh, or we can't get this project moving, and there's only one reason for that. It's that people, the people in charge of that, are not focused on what they're doing. And, and you know, uh, businesses hire smart people who want to be effective, uh, and and the problem is that it's they get in their own way uh, uh, all the time. So people don't suddenly get stupid and forget how to do their job. I, I've never seen that before. You know, people don't get permanent amnesia about what they were trained to do. What gets in the way is who they are, not what they know. And and it's a huge problem in recruiting. Most companies recruit to their neurosis. They They hire sufficiently neurotic people so they'll feel at home. Right? Uh, and then they don't, they, uh, they're do not they not going to confront him then with the crazy behavior. No. So that, that, that people, again, this is not a skill issue. This is an issue of why can't Bill get that project done? Well, it isn't that Bill got stupid all of a sudden. There are things going on interpersonally that are keeping him from getting things done. So that's what I mean by no business problem. A legitimate business problem, let's say that it requires training, Okay, that can be handled in a few meetings and it's over. Should be over. Problem with businesses is they're solving the same problem all the time, over and over and over again, ad nauseum. hmm. Yeah. So that's what and I mean
0: by. Yeah. Does some of this come back down to the, the actual root of the individual and their psyche and, and their inability to uh, maybe they have a you know a fear of success or, or something along those lines i'm just thinking so i mean mm-hmm. do, do we strip it down to that level uh when we when we look at this kind of a situation
1: sure sure yeah we're always stripping it down to that level if not uh, not directly indirectly sure i you know when we start working with clients we'll often hear people say uh well you know that business behavior has nothing to do with how someone's raised And uh, they didn't get those habits from being raised. And my response to that is unless they were deposited on the earth by Martian vehicles, there's only one place you get your habits. It's from the family you grew up in, the subculture you grew up in. Uh, And that doesn't mean it's the business's imperative to do psychotherapy. What it does mean, it's the business's responsibility to confront the issue, and tell the person that they need to come up with a plan to address the issues. You know, People don't get fired in companies for having personal problems. They get fired because they choose not to address them. I've never seen a termination that was because someone had a low IQ. Every termination is a result of personal issues. And every business owner knows what I'm talking about. They, they see it every day. They see people think- don't listen. You know, you know, They see people who don't who overtalk everything. They see people who are boring. I'd be a rich man if I had a nickel for every boring executive in America. <laughs> and no one, no one ever tells them, you know, you are boring, and you need to address that because you're driving people away. Well, it's, it's simple wow. stuff.
0: <laughs> well, so so, Maury, um, great. I mean, I. Intuitively, I'm sure everybody that listens to this and is listening to this can say, "Yeah, he's right, but I just don't know where to get started on something like this." So, what is the, what are oh, some yeah. of the first steps? I mean, what are some of the first steps when you deal with business owners and you come in and say, "Hey, we've identified the issues. These people are ineffective. Right. We need to deal with this, we need to deal with that." What kind of pushback or feedback do you get from the owners?
1: Uh uh yeah, I get some initial feedback uh, that says, gee, I, I don't know if I can do that or if we can even talk about this stuff. They've been so intimidated by uh, lawyers that they think they can only ask their people what time it is. It's just utter nonsense. You can talk about everything except for five or six protected categories, which you don't care about anyway. Uh, so so they're quite capable of doing it. And what they're afraid of is they're going to upset people. But, but you ask a good question. We start with a four-hour session with the owner or CEO, okay and I typically do that. And that's simply to find out where he's coming from, you know personally, professionally, uh, and that shows him how he gets in his own way. Next, we start a, a group with the senior management, and we start every meeting with a personal professional check-in, and I recommend that to all your listeners in in the business. Start every meeting with your top people with a check-in. What does that mean? It means give me an update in the last 30 days of the highlights and lowlights of your personal and professional life. And you know what happens when you do that? Uh, You release the relationship tension and you keep the task tension high. But most business meetings are 8 to 10 times longer than they need to be. And you know why they're too long? Because people have agendas, personal agendas, that they're trying to get across indirectly. We get those on the table immediately, get them out of the way, and then people can get work done. And then we work with that group for an extended period of time on a monthly basis to create a new culture. And that culture is around directness, conflict management, and uh, open disclosing information. Uh, and, you know, that, that's just in a, a capsule what we do. But we, we fundamentally change the culture in terms of communication and in terms of people being open and sharing, and when they do that, they get more productive because they're not uptight about what's going on in their lives.
0: Well, it, it seems like you also give yeah. give employees a better a better way to communicate with each other. In, you know, not getting to mm-hmm. know each other and familiarity builds uh, teamwork as well. We all know that. So that's that's that seems. Yeah. Uh, now, do you have to be careful in that with your mixing your uh, your management team and your, your employee base? and I mean, is everybody comfortable about sharing personal information there?
1: Uh, initially, no. No, they're not. But uh, they're nowhere near as resistant as most people would believe when they hear me talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and understand, the groups that we start are groups that share certain functions and tasks in common, uh, and, and that's the most comfortable place uh, to start. But I will tell you, within two or three meetings, everybody's well into it uh, and doing it with very little hesitation at all. You know, we know from a lot of research who's the person we most like to talk about. You know, it's ourselves. So it isn't that difficult to get people talking about themselves. That's where they'd like to go anyway. Great
0: stuff. Uh, Maury, tell us about your yep. your book, um, uh, Working Without a Net, and you have uh, fifth way of leadership also. Uh, what are what yeah. are your books address? Do they address what we're talking about here today?
1: Uh, sure. The first book, Working Without a Net, really, uh, I think was groundbreaking in sense of talking about the disappearance of security in the Western world. Uh, there is no information eliminates security. So, you know, when I hear uh, people in labor unions talk about job security, I wonder what planet they're on. Uh, mm-hmm. That's started to disappear in the 1980s. Uh, and working without net was about the disappearance of security and the transfer of security to internally to people. That's the fifth wave is the internal frontier. All, all progression in the future is not going to be outside of people. It's going to be inside people. And the only security people have is their individual marketability. Uh, and that's essentially what was in that book. Fifth wave leadership that book is about how you use your strengths and work on your liabilities to continually stay ahead and be successful. Uh, and I talk about issues like familiars, you know, why we're drawn to behaviors that are not good for us, but they are they are predictable for us and in that sense comfortable for us. So fifth wave leadership is more about the issues we've been talking about in this interview. And both are available on Amazon or through our website, the Fifth Wave Leadership website.
0: And you also are a keynote speaker and do management retreats for companies as well, correct?
1: Yep, yep. So do a lot of keynotes and a lot of – we do two-day, two-and-a-half-day management retreats uh, in which we get all these issues out on the table and then bring them back to the company. Yeah.
0: I, I would imagine they're very impactful because a lot of the things you're talking about are well beneath the surface of most of the the planning and consulting we see. You know, you really have to get to the deep issues and ask the difficult questions and and uh, give mm-hmm. that difficult feedback to really make progress, like you say. So I like what you had to say about no change occurs in a comfortable environment, Maury. And how do our uh, right. how do our listeners get in touch with you best?
1: Uh, best is just uh, shoot me an email uh Mori M O R R I E dot Scheckman S H uh, E C H T M A N at Gmail dot com and don't put an initial C at the beginning of Shechman or I won't get it. Okay. Um it's not German, it's Russian.
0: So Okay. <laughs> okay, well, Maury, I really appreciate your taking the time today. It's been great talking with you, and I hope we can visit again soon and get deeper into some of these issues because they're vitally important for business. And uh, again, thanks very much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Glad to.
0: We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay tuned.